This week, How Does Liberty Die? With Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. This is Body Counts and Beer. Welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I am Mark Rosenthal. I am Patrick Bromley. I am Jedi Master Johnny Mundi. These are getting real hard. Wow. Getting esoteric with these. (laughs) Not talking about our penises. He's the conehead. (laughs) (laughs) And this week, we continue uh, our trek through the Star Wars saga with 2005's Star Wars Episode 3, The Revenge of the Sith. You forgot the name as you were saying I did. (laughs) Also, I feel like the Sith haven't been properly, like, insulted the first time to be out vendetta-ing against people. To warrant a revenge. Yeah. I mean, the the whole thing is that there was a great Sith war before the Republic was formed and all the Sith had been, quote-unquote, wiped out, which is obviously not true, because here's a bunch of them revenging. Yeah. There were a bunch of Sith? Yes, uh, well, this is all legends now. This has not been officially canonized. But I believe it was Darth Bane who invented the rule of two, because if there were any more Sith than that, the two would team up against the weaker one and kill them for their power. Ooh. Yeah, there was a lot of infighting, apparently. Uh, this is the same reason why why pandas don't have sex in captivity. That's true. You can only have two pandas. Yeah. <laughs> any more come out, the children will rise up and kill the father. Yep, uh, China keeps sending us pandas to separate them from their force-sensitive fathers, a yeah. la the end of this movie. Yeah, that's fair. I've so, known that about pandas. <laughs> So Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, begins as all movies do. Yellow text flying through space. Yeah. Uh, this time with improved <clears throat> punctuation. Yeah. That's right. Uh, this is the first time that the Star Wars crawl has had an exclamation point. War! War! Because we didn't get that from the first big Star Wars part. Right, exactly. First. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. So they told us again. Yeah. They did. Also, incidentally, this time. Incidentally, it really wasn't until the Attack of the Clones came out that you really could call the movie Star Wars. Up until that point, it really was just a Star War. Yeah. yeah. The Galactic Civil War. Yeah. yeah. I guess the fucking Naboo blockade was more of like a police action, like Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the Senate never officially voted in. And nobody won. Yeah. <laughs> except the news. And the audience for what a great movie that was, right guys? What? Right? Which one? <laughs> the one with the pod race, dude. Oh, yeah, that one. Great so one. after the big yellow crawl that explains to us that there's now war, uh, we pan down to fucking war. And it is yeah. awesome. So much like uh, Return of the Jedi, the opening of this movie starts with a rescue mission. Uh, The Chancellor Palpatine has been kidnapped by the Separatist forces, and there's a huge fucking space battle happening above the capital planet Coruscant. And it's real goddamn cool. I like this part a lot. It's rad as hell. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, you've got giant capital ships, uh, kind of, you know, naval battling each other with a lot of slow maneuvers and yeah, giant and cannons. Yeah, just volleying cannons back and forth. You've got uh, the Jedi Starfighters, which are like the precursor to TIE Fighters, zipping in and out. You've got little droid ships that are sentient. They're kind of like the, uh, the evil ships from Battlestar Galactica. Uh, it's really cool, just like explosions and lasers and uh, good times. I had a great time. <laughs> Buzz yeah, droids. I mean, like the beginning of this movie, uh, large portions of the middle of this movie and the end of the movie, I think, are really strong. <laughs> I, 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 I'm actually more inclined to agree with John on this one. Actually, oh shit, yeah. Patrick, leave the room. Ooh, you are voted I, off the I'm podcast. That oh. The beginning of this movie is pretty good, and the end has got some ailments, but there's a big lot of middle there. <laughs> and look, don't get me wrong, there is some stuff in this movie that is just insufferable. And let's and we'll... talk first about Hayden Christensen's hair. <laughs> it's the worst. It looks like a jerry curl that failed to take. Oh, it's like the beginning of a terrible comb-over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. His his hair is what would happen if Cousin Larry from Perfect Strangers grew it out. Yeah. Though it does actually explain the terrible comb-over that happens on Vader's ghost in Six. <laughs> <laughs> that is a terrible comb-over, too. So, I mean, I'll grant continuity on the <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I always read it as, like, uh, Anakin has been so far out in the Outer Rim battling these Clone Wars that he just hasn't had time for a good sit-down. Not like that class-act Obi-Wan, yeah. who knows that sometimes you need a hot towel uh, and a good trim to get you <laughs> through the day. Yeah. You gotta feel civilized when you're out there or you'll lose your humanity like Colonel Kurtz. <laughs> so he grows a terrible 80s long hair that doesn't work in any real sense, but he keeps pretty clean-shaven. He's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, you'll notice that there's a scar on his eye. That's because he's been shaving with a lightsaber this whole time. Uh, that'll happen to you. <laughs> and so uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan maneuver their way through this crowded battlefield. At uh, one point, Obi-Wan gets a couple buzz droids, and they just rip apart his astromech R4. Uh, Anakin solves this problem by first blasting them off at close range. And uh, then, which, like, blows off half the wing <laughs> of the starfighter that Obi-Wan is in. And then just straight up ramming Obi-Wan's ship with his own. <laughs> yeah, uh, you may have noticed Anakin is fucking terrible. Yeah, he's pretty bad. He's real bad. He takes lots of <clears throat> chances, and not like... Uh, like, he's not thinking them through. He's just like, oh, I can do this! Yeah, he's impulsive, but he doesn't do calculated risks. <laughs> he just does the first thing that pops into his head. Right, he's the anti-Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'd agree with that. He is painfully monogamous throughout this entire yeah, series. True, yeah, he's true. not laying pipe throughout the galaxy. That is, because Kirk's first option is always fucking. <laughs> no matter what. That's that's the that's the Star Trek series that we really need. Is just like the erotic adventures of <laughs> James Tiberius Kirk. That's not just the original series, dude. <laughs> no, oh, but man. we need it like for modern. Like it, it needs to be like an HBO show. Yeah. So it's so just plenty like of titties. <laughs> that's what you're saying. Yeah. 50, so it. it's Fifty Shades of Shatner. Yeah. That what you're doing? Yeah. Oh, and if it could still star William Shatner, I'd be all about it. <laughs> yeah. Even now, like eighty-five yeah. year old fat bloated William Shatner. For all of his, and all he does is talk about his horses all day. Yeah. For all of his topless scenes, he still wears that girdle. Like, <laughs> yeah. like no one notices. Yeah, he's like in an old man course. It's like flesh colored, so he thinks it blends in with his chest. Yeah. Someone's drawn on chest hair. <laughs> and abs. Like drawn on abs. That's important. 
Yeah, it's like fucking Vaughn in Final Fantasy twelve. Yeah. He's just got sweet painted abs. <laughs> Lady Chatterley's alien lover. <laughs> Once again, it. we have talked more about Star Trek than we have the Star Wars movie we just watched. Also, this should definitely be Cinemax, not HBO. Yeah, uh, Cinemax After Dark. Ooh, you know it. Yeah. Although, yeah. in these time-shifted times in which we live in, who's to say when dark is? Wow, John. Uh, zero dark 30, dark times ahead. <laughs> dark dark side rising with a dark moon. This is all Dark cut side out rising? <laughs> so, so Anakin and Obi-Wan make their way onto uh, General Grievous's capital ship. This is where the chat... Oh, Grievous, is he a good guy? Uh, well, with a name like Grievous, of course. He must. <laughs> he could be. Uh, he only commits the most bodily harm. Uh, and so this is where Chancellor Palpatine is being held by Count Dooku. And it is kind of like a flip of the throne room sequence at the end of Return of the Jedi. This movie basically is like an inverted Return of the Jedi in a yeah, lot of ways. A lot, in a lot of ways, that's absolutely true. Uh, so Anakin and everyone pop out of their ships, take out a bunch of battle droids, and then uh, take a sweet elevator ride. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> I will say that I... The, Seriously, like, the next three minutes of the movie is them taking an elevator ride. But, like, yeah. I, I, for me, it kind of works in, like, that dumb Laurel and Hardy, like, nothing's going right kind of way. Oh, absolutely. It's a lot of fun, yeah. Um, it's as close... Again, so this is much like the uh, the car chase sequence in episode two. This is as close to uh, what Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor get to bantering with each other. Like right. how people do. Yeah. After watching this movie and watching Attack of the Clones again, like it's painfully obvious to me that Hayden Christensen suffers from 80s Schwarzenegger disease, which is he's saying jokes but is not aware they are jokes. Yes. <laughs> he has no idea. Yeah. yeah. Like he just... like. Like, that part of his brain wasn't, like, developed in the womb or something. <laughs> that also happens with many of his other lines, though. He's just saying the words, man. Yeah. And again, not to, like, Monday night quarterback this too much, uh, but I uh, we were talking about this before, but I feel like Hayden Christensen can be a good performer. Uh, it just, I feel like he's the kind of actor that doesn't bring a lot of ideas to the set. He kind of waits to be directed. And with a director like George Lucas... That's a mistake. <laughs> right, because all George Lucas is going to tell you is faster and more intense. And that's it. <laughs> Unless you're Anthony Daniels, because could you, could you imagine a more intense C-3PO? <laughs> then we'll fucking get to 3PO in Empire Strikes oh, Back. Oh, God. Uh, he, I think, uh, looking at it through the crystal clear sobriety of this podcast, uh, 3PO is reaching for some Jar Jar territory in Empire. Oh, we'll see. I'm sorry, we'll did you say see. crystal clear sobriety? Yeah. Yep, this is called uh, body counts and water, right? Yeah. <laughs> body counts and puritanical self uh, <laughs> fucking, I don't know. Body yeah. counts and Quaker country. <laughs> right. That's why we wear all these buckles. <laughs> no I, zippers here. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were just doing your pinhead cosplay. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan uh, sort of fight their way up an elevator with a little bit of goof-mups. Uh, meanwhile, R2-D2 is trying to help them out from the hangar bay, and he's got a couple of uh, uh, battle droids uh, who are... They, yeah, they've been programmed to be like grease monkeys, basically. Hey, what's that droid doing over there? Ah, forget about it! It's nothing! <laughs> 
uh, and he eventually uh, gets caught by them, gets picked up. He pisses oil on one of them and then sets them on fire yeah, to screams of pain that they've been programmed them. to feel before they explode. This is this movie is the confirmation that the droids. Uh, the battle droids of the Separatist Army do think, do feel, have emotions and thoughts and probably <clears throat> dreams because every time one of them gets into a situation, they react either out of fear or out of hate or anger or sadness. Sometimes like, they're sassy. And sometimes they're sarcastic and sassy, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it just it just really puts a fine point on it that... Millions of these robots have been given feelings and then treated as slaves and then murdered. Well, yeah, and again, we'll get to that in Return of the Jedi, where the gonk droid, for no reason, <laughs> is just being tortured. Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> the missionary droid. Yeah, what the fuck? So, uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan finally make their way up to the little conference room, and they find the Chancellor... And Count Dooku enters, and the Chancellor's like, oh, you can't defeat him. He's a Sith Lord. And they're like, uh, Sith Lords are our speciality. Yeah, especially Obi-Wan has killed 100% more Sith Lords than anyone else on that council, because they have been wiped out for a millennia. That's true, yeah. I mean, he's killed one. Yeah, that's 100% more <laughs> that's yeah, than any of the other Jedi Masters have even seen. Yeah, that's a valid point. I mean, yeah, that's fair. Uh, and so they get into a pretty sweet fight with Count Dooku. It's pretty great. Anakin and Obi-Wan originally go in together this time. Uh, Obi-Wan is quickly taken out of the fight. Anakin kind of fights back. Obi-Wan gets in. Uh, Dooku throws a ledge at Obi-Wan. This is something yeah. that I've noticed, which is for some reason, and I can't figure it out. I'm going to pay attention during episode four to see if like, for some reason Alec Guinness has a limp. But both in this movie and in episode two... Whenever Obi-Wan needs to be taken out of a fight, it's his leg that gets injured. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he gets stabbed in the leg by Dooku in episode two and then gets crushed in just the leg area by a <laughs> yeah. big fucking ledge at the beginning of this movie. And I can't figure out why that's happening. Like, he definitely needs, like, a hip replacement or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably. So, uh, they fight a little bit. Eventually, Anakin gets the best of Count Dooku. Cuts off both his hands. Yeah. Uh, cuts off both his hands, takes his lightsaber, and uh, is about to, like, read him his rights, whatever the, the Jedi do. Until uh, Palpatine, Chancellor Palpatine's like, kill him. And he's like, no, I shouldn't. And he's like, do it. And he's like, like well, well, all right. You make a convincing argument. And, just, uh, and then he fucking scissor mans his head off. Yeah, and he just cuts his head off. Like <laughs> it's that. a real clock tower situation. Yeah. It's great, and just rolls away. It's really cool. Yeah. I love beheadings. <laughs> uh, nobody look into that. Yeah, <laughs> let's not. For those of you who aren't here right now, Mark is scratching his neck as, as to uh, defer suspicion. Yeah. I can't talk. We have a new microphone, and it's just <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> you out? Wow. Out. Wow. I, can't, I can't handle it. <laughs> so this is the best quality for my dumb voice to make stupid mistakes. <laughs> so the Jedi uh, now are, they, they try to escape and eventually get caught. It was a whole big, a whole bunch of stuff. They fall down an empty shaft. The ship gets sabotaged and blows up yeah. and starts like flipping around. Well, they get, first they get, they get captured and uh, Obi-Wan... Anakin and the Chancellor are taken to the deck, the like main command center of the ship, where General Grievous is waiting. And General yeah. Grievous is um, 
a robot alien monster with asthma. Yeah. yeah. He's like a weird like cyborg kind of guy. Sort yeah. of a precursor to what Darth Vader will become in this movie. Right, but he's very like he's like gaunt He's and very thin. frail. Yeah. And all yeah. of his organic parts are like in a glass jar in his chest. Yeah, like the fucking rose from Sleeping Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> That's sweet. Wow. Sleeping Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> that sweet mashup movie. That sweet God, Disney damn. remix. <laughs> I gotta see that one. Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> and the beauty's asleep. Uh, That's how that song went, right? Yeah, yeah dude, it came, right, it came out right after uh, Tarzan, the Jungle Book King. <laughs> Man, right, right wow. after, right, right after the Little Lion King. Uh, yeah. It was the Little Mermaid Hunchback of Notre Dame, <laughs> Mulan, uh, and the Rescuers. Uh, I it was <laughs> Mulan and the Rescuers. Uh, Mulan. Mulan and Tron. <laughs> Mulan. That scans, right? People can hear that there's a hyphen in that joke. The frozen Aristocats. <laughs> that sounds like my favorite one. Actually, oh yeah, no. Mm, I'm down. A bunch of jazz cats hanging out with a dumb snowman. Yeah. There's a snowman in Frozen, right? I haven't seen that. I have no idea. There would almost have to be with a name like Frozen. You're That's true. To... Or it could just be a bunch of yogurt. <laughs> I'll never forget that song I've heard so many times, though, about holding on forever. Uh, it was the opposite, actually. No? You were supposed to, if I remember correctly, uh, build a snowman. Yeah. Right? All right. <laughs> and hold on to it forever. <laughs> well, there, there's got to be a morning after, if we can hold on to the night. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's from Frozen, right? Good song. Yeah, hold on just for one more day. I assume this movie's great. <laughs> <laughs> it is certainly more than a feeling. <laughs> Foreplay long time, Boston. Um... <laughs> yeah, I like when you cite our jokes. Yeah. yeah. There's a nice hyperlink in the Wikipedia page. Yes, right? yeah, yeah. I always make sure to put a full bibliography at the end of every podcast. Except for that time we took credit for writing all those Billy Ocean songs. <laughs> Billy Ocean still hasn't called me or given me any money from that. I'm very sad. <laughs> anyway, what was this movie we watched? Ah, uh, wait, there was a... V for Vendetta, right? Dooku died. No, it's got yeah. that great actress from it, but she doesn't talk as much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Anakin and Obi-Wan uh, get in a little fight on the bridge with Grievous and his goons. Uh, Grievous, realizing he's overmatched at this point... Decides to shatter a window and just eject himself into space to escape. Uh, and now it's up to Anakin to fly what's left of the ship. Which is like a giant separatist capital ship that's breaking apart because it's, you know, battle damage. Yeah, and he's got to land like half of a ship on Coruscant. I gotta say, I do love how fucking uh, suave Obi-Wan is being about this whole situation. Where it is literally life or death with the single most important person in the galaxy... And he's just like, well, we're still flying half a ship. We're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> he has let go of his fear, John. He is a Jedi <laughs> That's master. right. Fear is the mind killer. Yeah. No, wait. Damn it. Different movie, John. <laughs> Different movie. Oh, the spice didn't open up the trade routes? Yeah. No, no. This one's the one with the midichlorians. <laughs> oh, right. Wait, I, yeah. so this isn't the one where Anakin is the killing word? <laughs> <laughs> no. Who, who it, uses the weirding way? <laughs> 
Uh, this is the one where you ride the local monsters, not where they bust up out of the sand and eat you. Oh, that's okay. true. We do have some, like, sweet dinosaur horses later in this <laughs> yeah. movie. Dinosaurses, they call them. <laughs> we are hyphenating a lot of our jokes tonight. <laughs> uh, guys, welcome to the Portmanteau Podcast, where we take two words, make them into one. <laughs> Around about the theme of several movies. <laughs> So Anakin uh, lands the half of the ship in this like weird airport section of Coruscant. Yeah. It uh, looks like the uh, Terminator Two, like uh, what is it, like runoff canyon base where they have like yeah. the motorcycle the, like, chase. Basin, yeah. yeah, it looks like just like where uh, there should be a fucking like just Mack truck with a liquid man inside. There wasn't. Yeah. They're good about it. Or like one of those big like uh, slipways that movies in LA always have. Like yes, when yes. Terminators on the motorcycle. Yes, yeah, so. that's yeah, that's what I was trying to slipway, yeah. that's the word. Yeah. Is that a real word? I have no idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> also, I don't know what the hell they use those things for in LA. Uh, probably drainage, I'd imagine. I, th- I saw a Tommy Lee Jones movie where it was for like <laughs> lava flows. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For when the La Brea tar pits go all volcano on yeah. everybody. I think Dante's that movie was volcano. volcano. Yeah, yeah. Dante's yeah. volcano. Dante's volcano. Yeah. 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 Fucking Two Face versus the volcano, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, good time. He good punches time. the volcano to death. Everyone remembers <laughs> that. Yeah, and then he throws a quarter at it. Amazing. <laughs> Uh, so you may not know it to listen to this podcast, but episode three is actually the best of the prequels, and I enjoy this movie dearly. <laughs> Same here, actually. Yeah, it's really good. I will not good. argue with the first part of that. <laughs> uh, so basically, they finish the mission. They have rescued uh, the Chancellor. Uh, the Chancellor lets the Jedi Council know that, you know, Count Dooku, the leader of the Separatists, has died, but his second-in-command, General Grievous, has gotten away. So they, if they can find Grievous, they can end this war. Meanwhile, uh, Anakin and Padme have uh, got a little bun in the oven. Which is awkward because they're clearly stuck in a loveless marriage that <laughs> neither one of them wants to admit is over. Which is actually the best way to get pregnant. <laughs> like, if for you guys at home that are trying, you just need to stop loving your partner <laughs> and get, like, really financially entangled and... Bam. Resent the lost dreams that you had to give up for this other worthless human being that you can't stand the smell of anymore. Right. And if you can get to that point, guys. You'll have too many children. Twins. I guarantee it. (laughs) So Uh, so Padme basically says, you know, Anakin, uh, I'm pregnant. Our marriage is still a secret. These are all problems. And he says... About it, we'll be happy right yeah. now. Okay, but his response to when she's like, "I'm pregnant," he goes, Ugh. "Yeah, this is clearly bad news." Oh, yay! Well, I mean, <laughs> it's also relatively clear that he's like trying to pound her right there in the courtyard because she's all like, "No, no, not here!" And he's like, "Oh yeah, right here, baby." And then she's all like, "But I'm pregnant," and he's like, "Oh, boner kill." <laughs> no, I guess that's great or something. We've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Star Wars Episode Three was written by the same guy who wrote Porky's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this wasn't a fucking Russ Myers movie? <laughs> <laughs> written by Roger Ebert for some reason? Uh, to be fair, one of the members of the Jedi Council is showing an astounding amount of cleavage for yeah. some reason. <laughs> yes, she was! I saw that too! I didn't want to remark on it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Trump's America. We can remark on whatever we want. So true. Oh, boy. <laughs> 
So, politically, uh, what's going on in this movie is that in order to bring about a faster end to this war, the Senate is on uh, schedule to vote more emergency powers to the executive branch, i.e. Chancellor Palpatine. You may have noticed this movie came out right in the middle of the Bush years. They called it the Gulf of Tonkin Resolution. (laughs) It's amazing. Uh, It's pronounced Tarkin. Oh, yeah. Fair. (laughs) And it's golf like the game. (laughs) The Gulf of Tarkin. Yeah, they, they reached they reached these accords yeah. on that sweet golf course. Right, Endor. Right, Endor. Definitely. <laughs> and going four. nowhere. Huh? And four. In four. Because golf. Yeah. And that's yeah. what you four. say when you hit the ball. Yeah. That's Yavin right. Four, the yeah. secret military base in fucking Episode Four, The New Hope. A new hope. A uh, new this hope. is all, this you, is all yeah. going great. It's so great. Yeah, good work, guys. Uh, You're what? gonna have a lot of editing to do. Eh, I don't really do that much. <laughs> <laughs> that's the fucking. That's my secret. That's job. the tagline <laughs> of this podcast. Well, we really didn't do much. <laughs> so we can't get mad when it doesn't work out. <laughs> so uh, uh, at this point, Anakin and uh, Palpatine have a little words. And Palpatine is just like, I'm going to make them put you on the Jedi Council. He's like, thanks, boss. That's great. And then he goes to the council and they're like, we'll put you on the council, but we're not making you a Jedi master. And he throws himself a very immature little temper tantrum. Yeah, it's a hissy fit to the Someone Jedi Council. Right a little council. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sam Jackson, uh, proving once again he is the only adult in a room full of crazy force-wielding children, says... <laughs> Take a seat, young Skywalker. It's a very, like, I fucking had it with you. I am going to turn this council around if you do not stop poking your sister in the face. Yeah. I've had enough of this. We will skip Thanksgiving at Christmas. Thanksgiving at Christmas, yep. yeah. We are this goddamn down. microphone is turning my beautiful words into gobbledygook. Oh, yeah, it's totally the microphone. Definitely, and not. The I movie. feel like, uh, like when Chaplin started doing sound pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, I forget what words are. <laughs> I have one real long speech at the end of this about how fascism is stupid. So, John is only... hang in there, guys. <laughs> John is only Mac compatible. <laughs> so, at this point, now they've uh, located General Grievous. And so Anakin's like, let me go. And the council's like, shut up. Yeah, obviously not, Anakin. Right, we sense great fear and turmoil within you. We're going to send Obi-Wan, who's super cool. Yeah, and he has the best beard and hair. Yeah. Like, yeah. hands good. down. He's yeah, he's gorgeous. very well-groomed in this movie. <laughs> Well-coiffed. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good-looking guy. Yeah. Uh, so after the meeting, uh, Obi-Wan takes Anakin out uh, for a trip to Denny's, I guess. Yeah, and they have uh, I don't lambs. know why I phrased it that way. Uh, they leave the room, and Obi-Wan says, like, look, there's an unofficial mission that we have to give you under the table since Chancellor Palpatine trusts you, and he's being, like, he has overstayed his term in office, he is getting rid of a lot of the checks and balances, so we need you to report back to us what he's doing so we can, like, make sure he's not, I don't know, just throwing this out there, a Sith Lord. Yeah, and also he has the incredibly ominous title of Chancellor. Supreme Chancellor. Ooh, I've never met a Chancellor that didn't, you know, go a little further. Or rather, <laughs> a little furor. Oh, <laughs> take that, Angela Merkel. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, you take that back. She is in the driver's seat of Europe now that Brexit has happened. <laughs> That's where all the breakfast left, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I also like how the Brits... Yeah, all the fucking mashed potatoes and boiled sausages <laughs> fled Europe in yeah. the great Brexit. Is that what they have for breakfast over there? Yeah. Sometimes it's beans and all the parts of the sheep they didn't eat last night. <laughs> yeah, which is actually surprisingly good. <laughs> it's called uh, sheep remnants and peas. <laughs> oh, all right. I've been learning things all day. Yeah. They can't just eat frosted flakes like no. that fucking American? That's not how they... Well, they're not Americans. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot. That fucking hamstrings Europe every time. <laughs> Guys, we should start a GoFundMe and send a bunch of boxes of Frosted Flakes over to England. I feel like they need our help. Just yeah. airdrop them, like, in the fucking Blitzkrieg. <laughs> right? Teach them how to pasteurize their milk. <laughs> Stupid fresh milk drinking Brits. Uh, why are we so full of anger? <laughs> Alright, what's next on the country to piss off? <laughs> Uh, uh, well, let's piss off Utapau, which is the planet that the Separatists are all hanging out oh, at. Oh, shit. Uh, so it's this big sinkhole planet. Uh, Obi Wan goes there to find General Grievous. <laughs> it's true. It it's is true. It it's is a just a big hole. <laughs> yep. It is just like that. It's weird. Uh, so basically, uh, Darth Sidious, who is also Chancellor Palpatine, who has been playing both sides of this war in a bid to get centralized power, uh, has given orders to General Grievous: Hey, get all the separatists off Utapau and go to Mustafar. It's a volcano planet where you'll be safe. Because volcanoes, known for their protective qualities. Yeah, no, that, that lava saves me every time in Minecraft. <laughs> Surround the old house in lava, and the Skeletors are all out there pissed off. They don't know how to get to you. She says Skeletors? Yeah, in Minecraft. There's, there's some Skeletors, there's some exploding cactuses. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So, like, there's a bunch of, a bunch of Skeletors. Hey, man, like, I see that you've put up a roof <laughs> exactly. on this house. <laughs> I hate it. They talk just like that, too. <laughs> Where's Beast Man? <laughs> um... I never played Minecraft, so it just you just blew my mind by. Hey, have you played Legos and gave Legos stupid voices? Congratulations, you played played Minecraft. Minecraft. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, that's actually a little bit true. (laughs) Tired of having goals in your games and win states and conditions where you can improve yourself and do better? Fuck that shit. Play some Minecraft. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, I got better things to do. Do you though? Yeah, I mean, you probably. I mean, literally anything. It sounds like you really probably do. Especially because you have to play Minecraft on a computer, and presumably that computer has access to pornography. Yeah. So you might as well just go for some pornography. That's right. a good point. Yeah. Porn makes it. Build free. blocks of porn. I'll be, uh, <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> I just gotta look at my computer for reasons. <laughs> so back on Utapal, this yeah. is a whole planet. Uh, Obi-Wan lands, uh, he's the first member of like a scouting party to make sure that the Separatists are actually on Utapau before they call the clone army in to attack. Uh, fucking the helicopter pilot from Mad Max is all like, there's a whole bunch of battle droids here, dude, but like, you didn't hear it from me. And he's like, right on, uh, and he sends his ship out into space on autopilot where he stays behind so he can... Call in the army to uh, finally take out and, and go down to his local rent-a-giant iguana bird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so basically, ever since the very first Star Wars movie, for some reason, George Lucas, much like Shigeru Miyamoto, wanted his main character to ride a dinosaur. Yeah. But again, like Shigeru Miyamoto in the first Super Mario Brothers, the technology simply wasn't there. 
Yeah. But now, finally, we have caught up to these great minds, and we have Yoshi and, I don't know, Squawky, the big dinosaur bird. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. <laughs> it's like ten times the size that it needs to be to wander through a place stealthily, which is what it does. Yeah, yeah. it is real good at being quiet, walking yeah. on its little lizard Despite tippy that toes. it's clearly like ten tons <laughs> of yeah, lizard bird. when it's running, and all it can do is go whoop, whoop. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's its sweet workout jam. It's gotta get pumped to keep its heart rate up, dude. It's got all the personality of Curly. <laughs> pump up the whoop, pump it up. While my whoop is pumping. Uh, this is the part of the podcast where we say all songs are property of Buddy Counts. <laughs> Take that, Technotronic. Yeah. Come at me, bros. <laughs> Uh, so while this is happening, basically back on Coruscant, uh, Anakin and Padme's relationship is getting very strained. Padne, Padme believes that the war is eroding the principles of democracy. Uh, again, you may have noticed this came out during the Bush years. Yeah. Uh, Anakin says, well, you sound like a separatist, a.k.a. a terrorist. You know it. <laughs> again, you may have realized that this movie uh, was released in the Bush years. All ists are the same. <laughs> Only an ist deals in absolute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit! Yeah. Uh, but basically, they're having uh, some trouble in paradise, especially because Anakin is starting to have these forced dreams, much like the dreams he had before his mother died, that Padme is in pain and dying during childbirth. And he vows that he is not going to let this dream come after her, which is not how dreams work, Anakin. <laughs> oh, they do in Dragon the Bruce Lee story. Oh, shit. Where the giant dream samurai demon comes to kill Bruce Lee and then eventually does. Uh, no, in uh, Dragon the Bruce Lee story, dreams make you reach for your goals. No, they don't. The dreams you have is a giant samurai demon who tries to kill you. Oh, shit, I was thinking Karate Kid. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah, you really were. <laughs> Also, where is Freddy Krueger, and why isn't he killing Padme? <laughs> He's hanging out with fucking Hellraiser, and uh, uh, I don't know, talking about how fucked up their faces are, I'll bet. <laughs> what else do they have in common? I believe that there's a fine line between pleasure and pain. I like using misogynist swear words, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right on. You guys are going to be super friends, I guess. <laughs> Uh, and so, uh, at this point, Anakin decides the time is right to take in a giant bubble opera. Yeah, yeah. so uh, well, he's called into the giant fifth element bubble opera. Yeah. Uh, and basically, Palpatine starts, he dismisses all the other people in his private opera box and says to Anakin, Hey, apropos of nothing, you ever hear this story about this ancient Sith Lord that protected people from dying by manipulating the midichlorians in their body? I don't know why I bring that up. Just an interesting thing I like to talk about a whole bunch. Anyway, uh, you're not going to be able to learn this from a Jedi. Let's keep watching this bubble opera. Yeah, the whole time, Philip J. Fry's down there playing with his devil hands. <laughs> On that instrument that I can't recall the name uh, of. It was a holophone? Holophoner, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's how you get a bubble. It off, looks like right? a cutscene from Final Fantasy X. Yeah, they're, they're definitely playing some blitz ball. Yeah, they're yeah. getting their blitz on. Going on. Waka's out there somewhere. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, bringing it back. Uh, that's uh, John DiMaggio does the voice of both Bender and Waka. Waka. Yep, Waka's a big Jamaican Bender. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a racist too in that game. Yeah, he is. He really is. Yeah. <laughs> I bet a stupid. Um, <laughs> God, that was deep. 
for all you non-gamers out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we didn't even get into the fucking sphere grid. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so moving on, uh, Obi-Wan uh, sneaks up on General Grievous. And by sneaking up, I mean just jumps into Directly his behind army. him and says, hello there. <laughs> yeah. What I love is before he's on the rafters and he assesses the situation and he strokes his beard like a true tactician and then says... Ooh, I got it. I'll jump right into the middle of this room and announce my presence. If I recall correctly, he does first take off his cloak. And oh, that's you probably a big decision. You yeah. never know. You might want to go cloak on. Drop it real dramatic when you get down there. You get the big flowy part when you jump. But no, he took the stealth route. <laughs> All tunic and shorts. <laughs> Uh, and he strikes his little lightsaber pose, which his is fucking sweet anime pose. Yeah, yeah, which is holding his lightsaber up in one hand and throwing a peace sign with the other. Yep. Uh, but it was a trick because he uses the force to like crush a whole bunch of those droids with a big fucking random, I don't know, renta center. Yeah, they're really container. loose air ducts. <laughs> yeah, in this universe, yeah. and they just pull like it might as well and... be like an Acme one hundred ton yeah. thing. Yeah, right? like an anvil. <laughs> ready-made, drop-on guys kind yeah. of thing. And it's yeah. great, because like he strikes his little pose, he throws the thing down on them, and then he strikes the pose again uh, with this little peace sign. He's got one hand on his lightsaber, on the other hand is throwing a peace sign. And uh, yeah. General Grievous, having also seen Lethal Weapon, says, Back away! I will fight him! <laughs> yeah. And all the other droids are like, No, nah, no, nah, let him fight! Let yeah, him fight bro, they let literally fight. form a, like an 80s breakdance circle around them and <laughs> yeah. let them fight. And this is where we find out that General Grievous has been trained in the ways of the lightsaber arts uh, by yeah, Count Do- Dooku. Dooku. Uh, by which he means he's stolen a bunch of lightsabers and he uses his robot arms to spin them very fast. Right, yeah, he oh, and he's got, like, Goro arms, because his two arms, like, split into four arms, so he's got sweet four lightsabers going on. Who the hell is Goro? Mortal uh, Kombat. Kombat. Oh, is that the guy's name? Yeah, yeah nice. dude. The I guy haven't killed end. him since I was in middle school. Oh, man, it was always you You crouch in the corner as Scorpion, back, back, B to throw the spear, uppercut to get some space, back, back, B to throw the spear, you spam that, you can get through that entire first game untouched. Do I remember correctly, did Goro, Goro not only had four arms, but he also had like a centaur body? Uh, no, that was a different character that came yeah. later. Oh, okay. He just, he just yeah. had four arms and like a weird fucking ponytail at yeah. the time. Oh, that's right, yeah. Ponytail. yeah. That's yeah, right, yeah. the half ponytail. I forgot about that. Okay. Uh, he also broke those $500 sunglasses, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so totally did. Uh, oh gonna... shit, are we doing Mortal Kombat next? Yeah, <laughs> we might have to. Yeah. <laughs> we should do that. Get some more, it'd be, it'd be nice the return of Christopher Lambert. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We haven't, we haven't had a Lambert thing since Highlander. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so basically, the Grievous and Obi Wan start having this pretty sweet lightsaber fight. Yeah, uh, it's really nothing else like this in the series. It is a like four limbed creature with four lightsabers fighting a Jedi, and uh, Obi Wan, being the fucking sweet ass Jedi he is, very quickly takes out two of his arms, literally disarms him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then like for- force pushes him off of a ledge, and then Grievous like bends his spine in these really weird like centipede-like ways so that he can jump into his big robot circle horse, I guess is the uh, best way to call the it. The greatest conveyance in movie history. It is like it a is... single giant wheel that also has four... <laughs> like robot horse legs. legs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, 
I'm, I'm saying it's great. It oh, gets a so running cool. start on the four legs until it hits speed, and then it jumps into its, like, single oh, wheel. It's so cool. It's really great. I love it so much. So and then, then Obi-Wan like, gets on his... When it hits it uh, a gap, the legs come down, it push off, and it leaps yeah. through the air. It's like a fucking endless runner on your yeah. iPhone. Yeah, it's got oh, a, yeah! And it's got a massive blaster on the side, too. That's also true. Oh, it's uh, so cool. Obi-Wan jumps onto his Yoshi, and they start doing this real sweet, like, joust race kind of thing that's really fucking cool. Yeah, it's almost like a chariot race. Like, uh, at one point, even, Obi-Wan has got, like, one of those laser sticks, and he's uh, just, like, trying to jam it into uh, his wheel. Just Laser jam stick it in is there. also not Mark being a dummy and forgetting what a lightsaber is called. There are these, like, lightsaber impervious, like, bow staffs, basically. That yeah, have, like, they're lasers the, uh, the, the, the pugilist sticks from American Gladiator, except they're for the jump sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they look like a big Q-tip, but on the side, <laughs> they're all purple lightning. And that makes sense, because Obi-Wan, as we all know, was trained by Nitro. Yeah, no, absolutely. I assume that that's the case, right? Well, this movie does end with an atmosphere, so. If we go back to the center of the universe, those are the first Jedi. It's all ice and nitro and storm. I guess the Sith must have risen out of the fucking American Ninja Challenge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. All the younglings have no ifs, ands, or buts. They got guts. <laughs> they have to climb the aggro crag before they get their lightsaber. <laughs> the written is just a fucking Olmec test from the Legends of the Hidden Temple. Mm. My favorite thing in that TV show, by the way, is when the, a kid would start to answer a question and like give the wrong answer, but then try to give the right answer real quick and interrupt Olmec. And you could just tell that the guy doing the voice just had a look of pure anger <laughs> on his face. I'm sorry, that is not... I meant blue! That is not correct! <laughs> you have angered the almighty Olmec! You realize that you are standing on a floor that I control whether or not it's below you or not, right? <laughs> there are literally trapdoors and mummies on this set, and I rule them all. That's what happened to the Mayan civilization. They all just pissed off Olmec, yeah. and he wiped them out. <laughs> so uh, Obi-Wan and Grievous have a nice little chase throughout Utapau until finally uh, they come to a, f- uh, a like fisticuffs a yeah. yeah like an outdoor hangar and they start having a fist fight Where so it's Obi-Wan Obi-Wan Kenobi forgets he's not made of metal yeah he kicks General Grievous a couple of times to screams of his own pain yeah he gets rocked several times yeah. while totally putting up perfectly acceptable boxing blocks uh-huh. yeah but gets rocked anyway because he's made of flesh. Uh, uh, while General Grievous kind of has him on the ropes, Obi-Wan uh, rips open his cyborg chest and sees that, oh, yes, there are, in fact, heart and lungs and, I guess, a pancreas. Yeah, and, like, some wow. of those goldfish from, like, Happen in 70 shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pretty Grievous was real in the fucking key parties, yeah, I guess. Yeah, man, definitely. It's where he's got all those betas swimming around in his chest. <laughs> Four hands quadruple the pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> My spine bends in every direction, lady. He was a Ladies. big hit at Plato's Retreat back in the day. <laughs> <sighs> he was also the original bassist in Chic. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> uh, so basically, Obi-Wan sees that he has an opening. Uh, Grievous throws him off the ledge. Obi-Wan grabs on for dear life. Uh, Obi-Wan uses the Force to get a blaster and shoots him right in his organic parts, 
which causes him to catch on fire from the inside and explode. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Except he doesn't shoot him one time. He shoots him like He shoots times. him like ten times. Yeah. And, like, each time, he's still alive. And I will say that any time fire is used in this movie, it is over-the-top and amazing. That oh, is yeah. actually a great death, yeah. <laughs> All the burning that happens to Grievous. And he's just... Roar! Roar! Yeah. And he has, like, a bunch of... And then he explodes. Yeah. He actually explodes, and it's amazing. And well, like his jo- eyes explode first, and then his chest finishes exploding while all of him is on fire. And then oh, it's so cool. Obi Wan walks up to like this robot limbs around the dead Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. is what's going on. Exactly. Black all spot. of the organic parts are just a black smear on the hanger, and it's just <laughs> yeah. the ro- singed robot parts. Yeah. That's how Small Wonder died. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought she locked herself in a refrigerator, but I remember that's Punky Brewster. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> so, at this point, Anakin, um, at this point now, is... Oh, he goes to visit Palpatine, and Palpatine's like, Look, man, here's the deal. I can teach you the ways of the Sith. And Anakin's like, Wait a minute, you're the bad guy? Being somehow the first person to catch on. Yeah. Well, because, and again, like Yoda says in episode two that the shroud of the dark side has fallen. So I always took it as, you know, the Jedi are, their ability to use the force is diminishing because there is no balance left, which is why they're so into this fucking prophecy to the point where they will clearly train an emotionally disturbed nine-year-old to be like, (laughs) yeah, this seems like a great idea. This would work. There is an old book written a couple millennia ago that was like, this is totally a great idea all the time. Try it as often as possible. Yeah. (laughs) This, again, was uh, the Bush administration. (laughs) (laughs) And thus the Dead Sea Scrolls did portend that there will be a son of Bush (laughs) and he shall be a great leader. He shall be mighty with his Halliburton connections. He will tinker with the Major League Baseball team. (laughs) (laughs) And do all the cocaine. (laughs) I think George Bush got in some pod races. (laughs) If you know what I'm saying. A couple of DUIs. (laughs) Pod racing. You weren't supposed to be. So, um, Anakin... Says, alright, I'm gonna report you. I'm gonna go tattle on you to the Jedi Council. Yeah. And he's like, no, the Jedi Council are gonna take over. And he's like, yeah, but you're a bad guy. Bye. And yeah. Palpatine says, uh, in what I fucking love, there is this running gag throughout this entire movie that uh, Anakin and Padme were supposed to have been married in secret because a Jedi is not supposed to have attachments like a wife. Yeah. Uh, and that's what women are, right? Attachments to you know all the I'm alpha saying. men. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Whoa. Jesus. We elected uh, Trump, you guys. Right our apologies to our significant others now. Yeah. <laughs> this is bad. I didn't say yeah. anything. I don't need to apologize. Yeah, good work, good work, good work. Uh, you know what? It's only going to change when men stand up to men, Mark. Yeah. So your silence yeah. is just as bad sure. as, can, as... Anyway, anyway. So Anakin goes to Mace window and he's like, Mace, Mace, well, I know exactly what Marcellus Wallace looks like. <laughs> But before that, though, uh, there's this running gag throughout the whole thing that basically uh, the secret marriage is one of those like open secrets that everyone's just too polite to mention to Anakin, right? Because yeah. he's clearly terrible at keeping real secrets. Uh, so Palpatine's like, "Look, your wife is dying, dude. Like, I am the only one who has the knowledge to use the midi chlorians to save your wife." I was like, well, you wait right here in your office. I'm gonna go talk to Mace Windu and see what's going on about this nonsense. He's like, yeah, that seems fair. Yeah, 
and he goes yeah. to Mace Windu and he's like, dude, you're not going to believe this. Chancellor Palpatine is the Sith Lord. And and Mace Windu, to his credit, is like, shit, oh man, really? All <laughs> right, well, we'll go take care of it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but he makes Anakin stay behind because Anakin is still, obviously, just brimming with uh, uh, uncomfortableness uh, in the form He's of, in a lot of fear. turmoil. Yeah, yeah, and turmoil and whatnot. So they go over to go take care of Palpatine. Uh, meanwhile, uh, there's a little thing. Yoda's off on Kashyyyk, hanging out with all the Chewbacca's, fighting, <laughs> a, fighting a war against more droids. Uh, Obi-Wan has now started a war with the rest of the clones that have joined him on Utapau, and they're all taking shit out. Now Mace Windu and the rest of the council, who are still on planet on Coruscant, arrive at the chambers of Palpatine, and they try to place him under arrest, and Palpatine's response is to attack them with a lightsaber! Oh shit, that was up his sleeve the whole time! Where he yeah. quickly murders four of them, who don't even have show the dignity to wear red shirts to announce their... <laughs> <laughs> like, how am I supposed to know that you're gonna die without saying and anything? One of them, and one of them is smiling Kit Fisto. Yeah, well, oh. although he is the only one besides Mace Windu to put up a fight in this yes. at all. He gets a couple of good blocks and parries in before he gets done. Yeah. But the other two are literally just sliced down. Because yeah. I figure that they just got hired on to be Jedi Council members and this was their like tag-along mission, like a <laughs> training day. I like to think that they're actors and they're there for a ride-along researching a role. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they had the, just like training sabers, <laughs> like prop sabers. I mean, they're... that does explain all the Jimmy Smiths in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Mace Windu and Emperor Palpatine, uh, not Emperor yet, Supreme Chancellor Palpatine, are having a lightsaber fight. Uh, Anakin kind of realizes that his only hope to save Padme is to try to arrest Palpatine. Uh, so he goes f- uh, from the Jedi Council where he was told to wait. He goes to the Palpatine's office and sees that Palpy is on the ropes. Yeah, yeah. Him and uh, him and Mace Windu have gotten that, and Palpatine starts shooting Force lightning at him. And Mace Windu is just redirecting it back, and it's like directly into his face, yeah, just just melting this old man's face <laughs> yeah. into this weird, like bizarre frog man. Yeah, just <laughs> and also giving him a number of cavities. The oh, black yeah. that shows up on his teeth. Ooh, that's going to take weeks of work. Well, and you'll notice in uh, Return of the Jedi, when Luke is getting Force lightning, a lot of that lightning gets centralized in his teeth. Yeah, yeah. That's just how Force Lightning works. They couldn't change it. They had to stay accurate for the movie. (laughs) (laughs) So eventually, uh, Palpatine uh, convinces Anakin to step in and save him. And he does. He cuts off Mace Windu's hand. uh, And then Palpatine Palpatine Force Lightning his shit out of the window. Not just out of a window, but like hundreds of yards away. Like you can almost hear the slide whistle. (laughs) Right. Or like the Trump... <laughs> like just throws him out into the fucking traffic. Yeah, and but, so but not uh, but not before <clears throat> electrocuting him and yelling unlimited power. Yeah, dude, it was a whole the whole series has been a comed commercial leading up to this <laughs> one moment. I feel like that that like just those three seconds should be the opening to every ACDC music video. <laughs> unlimited power. Banana. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Again, yeah, we great. own all of this music. Yeah, that all we're singing, of it. No. So we get all of the royalties. Oh, definitely. <laughs> For the many uh, but... times this gets played. <laughs> uh, basically, Guys, Anakin... we've made eight cents already. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! 
Uh, so Anakin has burnt his bridges with the Jedi Council by killing their second-in-command. Uh, so he pledges himself to Darth Sidious, a.k.a. Palpatine. Uh, a.k.a. Supreme Chancellor Palpatine. To, yeah. to be Emperor Palpatine. Uh, and basically says, look, I'm going to be a Sith because I need you to teach me how to save Padme. He's like, right on. Uh, before we get to that, though, you want to go kill some kids for me real quick? Yeah. Yeah, bro. No problem, bro. <laughs> he names him Darth Vader because uh, Darth Sidious was a big fan of '80s wrestling legend Big Van Vader. <laughs> Absolutely true. Yeah, no. frequent frequent Boy Meets World guest star Vader. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so you're telling Vader, me yeah. you're telling me that Anakin was this close to being called uh, Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. Oh yeah. man, wouldn't that have been amazing? Uh, he was also very close to being uh, Jesse the Body Ventura <laughs> and Jesse Ra- the Body the Mind. Ventura? Yeah. Or ravishing Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> ravishing. <laughs> ravishing, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. God, this Star Wars would be so much better if Jesse Ventura was in uh, <laughs> Isn't everything, though? You listen to me, Palpatine. <laughs> so, basically, this is where the kind of the, the, the plots are revealed. Uh, Darth Sidious says, like, look... Anakin, go kill all the Jedi in the Jedi Temple, because if we don't wipe them out, then it's going to be a civil war without end. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to command all of the clones to execute Order 66, which is they're going to turn on all of their Jedi and shoot them in the back. Uh, Basically, it is, you know, we are wiping out the Jedi, who are the only challenge to my power. I'm going to go to the Senate and tell them all about this, because I'm sure they're going to be super excited that their jobs are about to be made obsolete, because I'm going to make this an empire. Yeah. And then we get a bitch in murder montage. We do, and I gotta say, like murder, in the murder, theater, murder, 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 murder. Uh, in the theater for this, like it's there's murder. <laughs> <laughs> the the first time I see this, it definitely felt like kind of like a gut punch in the theater when you see this montage of sad music and Jedi exploding. I should also say that I'm a very dumb dummy, and I'm easily manipulated by. <laughs> the <emotions of> the <laughs> I mean, you, you did cry at the Opposites Attract Paul Abdul video. I because guess. he takes one step forward, but she takes one <laughs> step back. They're never going to be together, Mark. Their love will remain unfulfilled. Well, that's good, because cross-species and cross-animated human relationships never work out. Uh, DJ Scat Cat would have made that work. Yeah. Uh, it's MC Scat Cat. <laughs> yeah, MC. He wasn't a DJ, he was a rapper. Uh, yeah. then how did Who he didn't sh- really rap so much as he said. Yeah. Right, he scratched all those records because he's a cat and he has claws. Moving on. <laughs> stick and move, stick and move. <laughs> I like to smoke. Uh, 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 so basically this is... Oh yeah, everybody of, gets murdered. Yeah, all of the Jedi are wiped out in a montage. Uh, Anakin goes to the Jedi Temple and wipes out the younglings, which are the um, basically the, the little... Space children. Yeah. The space children. The space children. They're like three-year-olds, and one of them is just like, Mr. Anakin, I'm real scared. What are we gonna do? And he's like, shut up, I'm murdering you all. Yeah. Okay, that's a really generous impression of the <laughs> tiny cockney boy who's like, Mr. Anakin, what are we gonna do? Yeah, he's oh, totally... I'm gonna get back to sweeping out my chimneys yeah, all I do. Yeah. I was about to say, he's covered in chimney ash and soot. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke standing behind him holding his cap. Is that one of those like stovetop hats where it's like crooked at the top? Yeah. <laughs> it's open he, like a soup can. Yeah. <laughs> and he just wants some more, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but basically, Anakin has uh, fully embraced the dark side. He has wiped out the children. He goes back to uh, Padme before he leaves the planet. 
Uh, Padme has seen the destruction of the Jedi Temple and has no idea what's going on, so she's worried that something might have happened to Anakin. Anakin's like, oh, dude, no, totally cool Jedi. What are you going to do? They all went and betrayed us. Uh, I'm going to go to Mustafar, which is a literal hell planet that's always on fire, but, like, we're cool. We're cool. Right? Uh, He gets into a spaceship and flies off, and Padme's just like, well... This is my life now, I guess. <laughs> I'm a single mother. <laughs> yep. Uh, meanwhile, Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, gets picked up in space from... Well, he gets a message. He escapes Utapau in General Grievous' sweet ship. Um, and he gets a, a hollow message from Jimmy Smith's uh, space senator, Matt Santos. Who <laughs> somehow... Organa. Who somehow knows to e- like to send him an e-hologram message... In General Grievous's ship. Yeah. Well, because uh, Obi-Wan uh, activates an emergency broadcast okay. across yeah, all yeah, channels, yeah. and uh, Jimmy Smits has uh, got his finger on the pulse with yeah. all the young people. Well, well, he's got that 57 Chevy, and as we all know, oh, that it's gets a cherry ride. all of the radio stations. It is a sweet ride, my FM friend. FM and AM. <laughs> he cranks up the Wolfman Jack to go cruising uh, for chicks at night. You have no idea. <laughs> he gets around, round, round, round. <laughs> He gets around. Are, are, are we just gonna ignore the fact that Macho Man Randy Savage just uh, took over the booth? Where... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Wolfman Jack. That's what he talks like. Yeah. Next up on the radio, we got Figrant Dan and his Cantina band. Ooh, they're so great. That is what Wolfman Jack sounds like, yeah. actually. We have successfully yeah. <laughs> made an impression <laughs> of Wolfman Jack. Well right. done. We successfully made it. Yeah. <laughs> By taking the right amounts of carbon, oxygen, <laughs> and Wolfman Adium. I was able to synthesize a vaccine that once injected into a human being turns them into Wolfman Jack. I, uh, I of course tried it on myself. Yeah, well, I mean, you would. I'm a reckless scientist, guys. <laughs> yeah. This is how you end up as Dr. Lizard. Yeah, even even the most pure of souls who says their prayer by the moonlight when the 45 record starts a spinning will become a Wolfman Jack. Right, who lives only to eat Casey Kasem. <laughs> <laughs> and introduce America to doo-wop and rockabilly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, where were we? Oh, so, yeah, Santos with his radio. Yeah, this is so, how we got out here. Basically, they, uh, um, Organa, Senator Bell Organa has gotten in touch with Yoda and Obi-Wan, uh, and they have just, they've compared notes and come to the conclusion that the, tr- the clone army has turned down the Jedi, and they have to get back to the Jedi Temple. Yeah, because the beacon is still yeah. on, and it might be a trap to kill other Jedi. Oh, it's definitely a trap. The, the beacon yeah, says totally that the, the war is over. Uh, if only there was an admirable admiral who was like a fish person that could let us know that it's a trap. Yeah. But we're not going to have one of those for like another 30 years. <laughs> uh, so basically, they go back to the Jedi Temple to turn off the beacon and to send out another message that says like, hey, the Empire's a thing. Everybody stay away from the Jedi Temple. We got to lay low. While he's there, he's like, you know what? Let me just check out the security cam footage real quick. Oh shit, Anakin killed everybody. Yeah. And and they even have footage of Anakin taking the knee and doing the whole getting knighted as an apprentice bit. Yeah. As a yeah, Sith apprentice. He sees it all. Yeah. Dude, I, I walked out to get beers. Do we talk about the part where the best line in the entire movie was said? Which part is that? About liberty falling? Uh, no, not yet. No. Okay, but so, that's the next thing that happens. Well, actually, this is... It's all in the same. But yeah, so uh, Chancellor Palpatine addresses the Galactic Senate. 
uh, in their giant pods. And it's, it's like, just, good news, you're all going to be unemployed. Yeah. In his, Yay! In his blood red Bram Stoker's Dracula robes. <laughs> he addresses the Senate. <clears throat> and he basically explains to them that the Jedi will be uh, hunted down and wiped out because they have committed treason against this the what is now the first galactic empire. For a safe and secure society. Again, the Bush years. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Padme has the best line in the trilogy, the best written line, which is, so this is how liberty falls to thunderous applause. It's a great line. It's it a is. really good it's line. It's very poignant. Yeah. Yeah. And they gave it to one of the good actors. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Natalie. <laughs> I'm just glad it wasn't like C-3PO or something yeah, like that. right? Oh, well, this is how liberty dies to thunderous applause. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> right? God. I am fluent in over six million forms of annoying the shit out of the audience. <laughs> I can both fall down and be very loud and screechy. <laughs> Guys, Anthony Daniels is here. <laughs> hey, it's me, Anthony Daniels. How you doing? Guys, How was you just doing my C3PO voice for you? <laughs> Guys, Anthony Daniels sounds like Paul Giamatti. <laughs> right? It's me, Paul Giamatti. Guys, Paul Giamatti's here and he's talking to Anthony Daniels. Would you shut up and let the little British man talk? <laughs> Guys, Sean Connery's here and he's getting really mad at Anthony Daniels and Paul Giamatti. And possibly us. <laughs> Oh, guys, we better finish the plot synopsis. It's the only way to seal the portal of celebrities. <laughs> uh, what happened last oh, yeah. Macho Man! <laughs> wow. Oh. <laughs> wow. Do you like that acting choice? Oh, man. <laughs> Coming through the portal. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. The sweet it. Doppler effect. <laughs> I also like how you sprouted fringe. <laughs> like the listeners don't get to know that, but... I can actually, when I'm on command, I can make pink sunglasses appear on my face. Nice. And hopefully that they're completely written on and shit. Uh, so basically, uh, at this point, Obi-Wan goes to see Padme because, again, their secret marriage is a sham and everyone knows it. Yeah, it is. And he's basically like, hey, have you seen Anakin? And she's like, nah, dog, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, well, because he's been killing a lot of kids lately. Like, way more than is acceptable by, like, a wide margin. Uh, and she's like, no, that's so weird. Um, you can go now. And he's like, well, I'm probably going to kill your husband. He's the father of your kids, right? And she's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, she just doesn't, like, she's not buying anything that Obi-Wan's selling. Because Obi-Wan's like, he killed a bunch of kids. She's like, I don't believe you. And he's like, I saw security footage. And he's like, he would never do that. And he's like, look, you're stupid. He's on the dark side now. You're he's... carrying a demon seed. <laughs> this is a true Rosemary's baby. Yeah. It's unfortunately one of It's those. a real The Omen. Yeah. <laughs> a real VVH. Yeah. Right? That's how you pronounce that movie. VVH? Yeah. What the hell are we talking about? That new movie about the witch. V-V-I-T-C-H. This is... I don't know what you're talking about. They did that? Yeah. Oh, that's terrible news. Uh, fucking... I don't know. It's Russian or some shit. I just came here to tell you to stop talking about movies no one's ever seen, brother. Thanks, macho. Ooh. God, Macho, I'm hungry. 
What should I eat? Snap into a Slim Jim. <laughs> That's a great idea. Ooh, that was not Macho Man. <laughs> that was John Rooney pretending to be Macho Man. Uh, I was, I was I so was close. Snap into a Slim Jim. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Goodbye now. <laughs> God, so glad I avoided eating that Snickers. <laughs> Uh, so basically, uh, Obi Wan uh, leaves Padme's apartment, knowing that the first thing Padme is going to do is go confront. She him is again. a queen, John. That is a condo, at least. Yeah, that's true. She's not a queen. She is a senator. Queens have term limits. <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> this goddamn system of government that Naboo is. Fallen ass backwards into <laughs> one presumes because nobody sets out to make a charter and they're like, all right, our system of government. Monarchy, well, but, like, we'll vote for the queen, but, like, also make sure the queen is a child. Yeah, and let's have a senate for shits and giggles. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Padme makes her way to Mustavar, the hellscape planet. Yeah. Um, Uh, This is where all of the separatist leaders... It's a lava farm. Yeah, this is where all of the separatist leaders have gathered. Uh, Darth Vader has gone there and killed everyone, thus ending the war forever. Yeah. Right, there will be no more conflict in the galaxy after this. Yeah. Everything's It's just going to be star gravy from now on. <laughs> because and some just evil be- jackass butchered a bunch of racist stereotypes. You may note that this is from the Bush administration. <laughs> <laughs> well, immediately after this, Anakin Skywalker does stand on an X-Wing in front of a Mission Accomplished banner. So. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> uh, but basically, Padme lands on Mustafar. Uh, Anakin rushes out. And she's like, hey, uh, I want to run this by you real quick. I'm not jumping to any conclusions, but let's just say, have you killed any kids today? And he's I'm like, just asking. He's like, no, baby, I'm just got all these new powers. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't got nothing to do with nothing. I'm just super strong now, and it's my empire that we could live in together. I turned that old man. Sandler character. Yeah. <laughs> A shepherd. <laughs> but he basically plays the only power card that Darth Vader ever used. Uses, he'll use it again on Luke of just like, look, the Emperor's like real fucking old, and he just got a face full of force lightning. So Padme, why don't we team up, overthrow that knucklehead, and we'll make the galaxy the way we want it to be. We'll make the galaxy great again. Yeah, they will. They will. Oh. But then she's like, but Obi-Wan said this, and he's like, oh, I see what's going on here. And sure enough, who's standing there on the bridge of her ship but Obi-Wan Kenobi, arms on his hips, spread out, elbows wide, hero pose, ready to kick some ass. Uh, And Anakin assumes that Obi-Wan and Padme are fucking, because, I mean, look at them. Why wouldn't they be? I mean, they're both gorgeous. They are both beautiful people and have way more chemistry with each other than this loveless marriage that they keep propping up for the soon-to-be-born kids. And they both share the ability... To act. Yes, and behave like reasonable adults. (laughs) Uh, So basically, Anakin force chokes Padme because he feels betrayed. Uh, Obi-Wan gets him to let her go. She's still just barely alive, and the two of them have a fucking sweet lightsaber fight. It's so good. And like the build-up to it is really, like the music build-up to it is fantastic. It, It really is some of John Williams' finest score work on this 
really excellent lightsaber fight. Yeah, and it's I mean it's fantastic. It it's, is pure spectacle. It's and it's like a great mix of like uh like very well choreographed, but also you can definitely feel like the emotions in the fight and the, the fight tells a story and it's brutal and it's emotional and you can tell it hurts uh you know it hurts you and McGregor's character to like have to do this, right? Yeah. It hurts Obi-Wan to have to fight his brother. And Anakin is just pure rage monster in this. Exactly, time. exactly. And I really mean sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they mean I mean they are on a lava planet, so Right. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, back on Coruscant, Yoda confronts the Emperor to try to put an end to this empire before it starts, and the two of them have a, uh, a much improved from Episode 2 lightsaber fight. Yes, yeah, yeah, Yoda's doing a little less, like, frog leaping. He's not doing, like, Tasmanian devil spins. Though yeah. they do, like, end up in the Senate, like, floor thing and essentially play air hockey with the Senators. Yeah, uh, and that's rad as hell, dude. Oh. <laughs> Basically, Palpatine ascends the fight into the Senate chambers where they're having this lightsaber duel. I guess gets bored and, for yucks, just starts throwing the Senate pods at Yoda to try yeah. to crush him a whole bunch. And he just keeps jumping out of the way until he catches one and puts, like, a really good spin on it. And oh, you gotta put the spin. If Windjammers yeah. has taught me anything, no, it's you gotta put a good spin on it. I've never won a game of air hockey without a spin on it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but basically, uh, Palpatine leans back on his old favorite, some force lightning. Uh, Yoda is blocking it with his hands, but it's just too powerful, and there's this big force explosion. Yeah, yeah he eventually, like, he eventually lets it go and, like, forces it back. Yeah. And it kind of, like, it's kind of like when Iron Man and War Machine shoot the repulsors at each other, and eventually, like, that equal amount of force just, like, blows them both back. That's yeah. what happens. Yeah. Because actually, the same thing happens in the... Anakin Obi-Wan fight at one point they're fighting and they literally both try to force push each other away at the same time and like the power of the force explodes them backwards yes now now perfectly symmetrical violence won't solve anything it's true (laughs) it's a great Futurama line yeah Uh, We've given up on doing our own jokes. We're only going to do silly voices and lines from TV shows we like. (laughs) Book them, Dano! (laughs) So, uh, this is when Yoda falls in a hole and decides he has to run out. Yeah, uh, Yoda realizes that the Emperor is simply too powerful for them to take on, especially because, as far as they know, Obi-Wan and Yoda are the only two Jedi left in the galaxy. Right, and also remember, Yoda's like 800 years old. Right. He's really old. Yeah, he's pretty old. Eventually, like, he's just gonna give... He can't fight forever. Yeah. Uh, so he, he... So he diehards away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he goes crawling through the ducks. He is out of it, uh, and he says to Senator <laughs> He comes Organa, out to the coast, he has a few laughs. <laughs> yeah. He invites a fucking Carl Winslow to the party. <laughs> and by Carl Winslow, we mean Jimmy Smith. <laughs> yeah. And Jimmy Smith spirits him away on his sweet 57 Chevy uh, pod... Speeder flying car thing. I think it's just real fine, my 409. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But they scurry on up to their spaceship, uh, where basically they're like, well, Yoda says he's got to go into exile. They've just got to lay low. Meanwhile, on the lava planet, the fight has reached its kind of checkmate point, where Obi-Wan... Flips onto the high ground. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I mean, I, there's some like I mean, there's some right. really cool shit. I mean, in this we fight. can't go like beat for beat, but it no, is but like real I mean, good. it's awesome. Like they're like f- they, like get like at some point the shields on all the uh, lava like things get taken out, and so like shit like metal is now creaking and bending and fall. It's just a really cool fight. You know what I mean? Well, what they're I love is running up one, and down. Even yeah. like, at one point they're just like swinging from cables and still taking swings from each other. Yeah. 
It's so cool. It is really great. Uh, and again, the lava effects are fantastic. Uh, they actually got footage from an active exploding volcano in Italy mm-hmm. for a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And it looks just tremendous. It's really well done. It does actually. Especially sort of for the time. Stuff, yeah. right, Considering right, right. this is 11 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Obi-Wan gets onto the high ground. He's like, look, I got the high ground, Anakin. Let's fucking talk this out. And he's like, nah, B. You underestimate my power. Uh, and Bow. Obi-Wan... Bow. Bow. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Obi-Wan, to his credit, says, don't try it, Anakin. Presumably this is something that Anakin keeps trying and failing at, which is he wants to flip over Obi-Wan instead of, I don't know, just going right at him for a little bit. Yeah. Like, he's, again, he's a reckless idiot, Yeah. Uh, so he tries to force a terrible haircut. Yeah, well, soon to be gone. Yeah. Because he tries to flip over Obi-Wan, and in one stroke, Obi-Wan takes off his remaining arm and both of his legs. Yeah. He is done. Yeah. He's just an angry husk of a man. Yeah. And this is probably what follows after this is probably, like, the best, it's the best acting that Probably both of them have done the movies. And that's... Here's the thing. Uh, Ewan McGregor in all three movies is like one of the best actors in the Star Wars. He's uh, charming and magnetic. And and he gets it. And he wants to be there. And he wants to do the work. But like him, even despite kind of the wonky script, him like yelling at Anakin and like finally letting out all these emotions that as a Jedi he's technically not supposed to have. Yeah. It's a very affecting performance. It is, because again, Anakin was prophesied to be the one to destroy the Sith and, and uh, bring Obi-Wan balance feels to the force. absolutely betrayed because this has been, for lack of a better word, his brother, uh, as he says in the, you know, in this closing speech. Even though really it's more like he was a teenage father who had to raise a kid he didn't want. Yeah. Right, and uh, Anakin was just a fucking teenage dirtbag yeah. with tickets to Iron Maiden. Thanks, Weedus. <laughs> they did that song, Teenage yeah. Dirtbag. No, I know. So while he's yelling at him, Vader catches on fire from his stump. Yeah, and it it's... Really disturbing, actually. It's a yeah, very it well done effect. Yeah. Uh, this is the first PG thirteen Star Wars movie, and oh, it really goes into it. It is definitely for this scene. Uh, and I remember watching this movie. Uh, I I saw this movie a couple of times in the theater. One of them was at like a matinee. Uh, at like a mall for like a dollar and there was a whole bunch of real shitty kids like running around the theater being noisy and dumb because they're kids. Uh, and then this scene comes on and like all four of them at the same time stopped what they were doing, stared at the screen, and just started screaming. <laughs> oh, it was great! <laughs> so whenever, whenever anyone asks me what's my favorite scene from Star Wars, I'm like, it's that time those four kids were emotionally crushed by episode <laughs> three. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, his body, like, goes up real fast. Yeah, he gets burned all over. Yeah, Stupid he gets pretty crispy. <laughs> But Most it gets to a clothes, point where basically it looks like skin. he is dead. Yeah. So Obi-Wan is like, well, he's gone. I gotta get out of here. Picks up Anakin's lightsaber that he will deliver to Luke in the next movie and fucking finds uh, Senator Organa and Yoda. Yeah. Brings Padme to them. They go to a medical facility where Padme is dying in childbirth. Mm-hmm. She well, lives... but that's the thing. It's like the little robot comes out and he's like, Medically, there's nothing wrong with her. Uh, She's are we just doing this? Giving up. Are we doing this? I mean, I'm just saying that's what the robot All says. All right, if we're doing this, we're doing this then. I've got a theory about oh, the God midichlorians. Damn God damn it. I'm God mistaken. damn it. So here's the thing. We all know that <laughs> the Sorry, midichlor- Patrick. <laughs> you, you should be, Mark. You should oh. be. <laughs> 
So Go the, on, the midichlorians, John. the midichlorians are life forms in our blood and cells that tell us the will of the force. We know <laughs> that they. All right, you fucking asked for it, assholes. Um, basically, they are how strong you are in the force. Without them, life could not exist, according to Qui Gon in Episode One. We know through the fact that the Force can be passed on from generation to generation, that they can be transferred from parent to child during the birthing process. So in this movie, basically what's going on is the children are dying inside Padme as she is giving birth to them. The midichlorians are freaking the fuck out, and they're like, get out of her body and into their bodies so that they can both live and be incredibly strong with the Force. Because they are Anakin's midichlorians, basically created from life itself, as it is implied in the opera scene earlier on in the movie. So when she's lost the will to live, she has literally, all the midichlorians in her body have left her, and she cannot sustain her life anymore, so that her children may survive. I would like to suggest an alternate theory. And that is that it's cheesy schmaltzball writing from a man who wears way too goddamn much flannel. Oh, you're saying these aren't Oscar-winning <laughs> movies? Like, no fucking shit, but this is oh, like, this is my headcanon oh. that lets it make sense for me. <laughs> yeah. Just wanted to drop in and say, thanks for dropping by, John. And you, Patrick, you're a shithead for getting in his way. Just kidding, John's the shithead, Patrick's cool. <laughs> macho Man out. I'm pretty sure that was Wolfman Jack pretending to be the Macho Man. Guys, all I know is that... Ooh, absolutely right. <laughs> all I know is that the, uh, the barrier between our world and theirs is deteriorating at an alarming rate so we really need to get this in. So meanwhile, uh, Padme is having her children. Uh, She names them Luke and Leo. What a surprise. What a shock. Met those guys. Um, You know, those people that are in that movie that came out 30 years before this. I remember hearing someone basically say that they had the episode 3 twist ruined for them and I was like, well, what twist? And she was like, Someone told me that Padme is actually Luke and Leia's mom. Oh, <laughs> shit! <laughs> Did you beat that person to death? That's bad. Oh, that's... Like, and, I remember, oh. and I remember also, like, when episode two came out, uh, this kid in my high school was just like, Oh, man, I fucking freaked out. You know that kid grows up to be Darth Vader? Oh, Jesus Christ. I was like, Christ. did no one see Return of the Jedi? Did nobody see this movie? Oh, my Good God. Lord. God. Ugh. Like, I guess it just speaks... You had dumb friends. <laughs> oh, the joke's on you. I didn't have any friends. <laughs> These were just people around me at the time. <laughs> As I've noticed, most people are. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I think it speaks to the zeitgeist that, that Star Wars is so uh, a fundamental part of pop culture that people know Darth Vader, but, like, cannot know that... Padme is going to be the mother of Luke and Leia. Or that Anakin becomes Darth Vader. Right, exactly. So I think it's just, it's so fundamental to the pop culture that everyone sort of, much like the Bill of Rights, we sort of kind of know it. We know of it. But like, who fucking knows what the Seventh Amendment is? I don't. I know the Fourth Amendment is something about not having to put soldiers in my bed. (laughs) Well, without that, King George could just walk into your house and shove you around. (laughs) 
Did you like that, John? Would you? Huh? Would you? I'm not even sure that you're right that that's the Fourth Amendment. No, it's it. The the first one is uh, uh, freedom of speech, and the second one is guns. Uh, The third one is thou shalt not kill. That's not the third one. The fourth one is... Is uh, uh, don't let soldiers in your house. Head. The fifth one is booze for everybody. I, the sixth one is always put aloe vera on burns. The seventh one is. I just want to go out on the <laughs> here and say that it's the third one that says that you don't have to quarter soldiers. The fourth one, I'm pretty sure, is uh, your search and seizure. And then the fifth one is uh, the one that the Black Panthers used in that movie to get out of getting in trouble. And the eighth one is a secret that will only be revealed when you get all the proofs of purchase mailed in for the decoder ring. When you buy, when you buy all of the Kellogg's constitutional cereals. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd like to, but fucking Patrick over here airmailed it all to Britain. That's, I mean, they needed it, John. They needed it. They've been eating potatoes and sausage for breakfast for so long. For so long. Sausage for breakfast? <laughs> That's right. sausage oh. <laughs> oh, A powdered dry sausage I cereal. Am, I am on board. Uh, <laughs> so the milk turns into maple syrup. <laughs> Granola with fennel seeds in it. Ugh. Oh, man. So meanwhile, uh, while yeah. Padme is giving birth to Luke and Leia, we see the birth... Of Darth Vader proper, the pro- Darth Vader we know, yeah. in a very uh, J- uh, very uh, 1930s Frankenstein, James Whale inspired yeah. scene, uh, where he's got like he's getting the robot arms and legs attached to him, yeah. and he's and he's awake the entire time, and he's in screaming, yeah. uh, and then finally the the body, the the armor, the everything is put on, on him. The the you hear the iconic breathing, the <laughs> and then the voice of James Earl Jones. And he asks where Padme is, and the Emperor's like, looks like you killed her! And he's like, no! (laughs) In a scene that I guess I'm the only person on planet Earth that did not have a problem with. Yeah. You're the only person who doesn't laugh every time it happens. That's the problem with that. so funny. I guess. I just, I don't know. Again, I'm a big dumb dummy who's easily manipulated. Like, (laughs) I don't think you understand. I well up during trailers when I go to a movie. For, like, movies I know are going to be shit, but oh. I'm like, but the sound is so loud and the picture's so big. <laughs> the magic gods on Titan have descended to share with me their bounty of entertainment. Oh, no, John, they're just coming to attack Titan. No! <laughs> they're giant naked people that eat men. That's absolutely true. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Star Wars Episode 3. Right, Luke and Leia are delivered to their respective homes on Alderaan for Leia and Tatooine for Luke. And the film ends on a very iconic shot of Uncle Owen and Amperu holding Luke with the uh, twin sunsets in the background. A callback to that famous iconic scene. Of Luke looking off into the distance. Uh, And again, the music is absolutely solid for this whole little ending montage it's beautifully weaving in and out of different themes that we've heard throughout the prequels but also building into the like force theme of the original trilogy yeah yeah absolutely and it's really great i like it a lot it's the best of the prequels hands down oh sure sure. uh and you could even reasonably just skip one and two and just watch three and get enough of the story to feel satisfied with yeah, it. Yeah, that's probably true. Like, if you really, if you're one of those mutant freaks that doesn't like fun and you don't want to watch all the prequels, then I guess you can just start with episode three. 
I'm going to take that crushing silence as a cue that it's time to move on to bullet points. Pew, pew. John just, John just took my Yeah, line. you just ruined the and whole thing. You have Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. You go back into the celebrity portal. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you come back and lay that on us in some Wolfman tones. I'm sorry, but unfortunately... <laughs> no, not Werner Herzog! Man Jack could not be with us. He is stuck, trapped between the multiverse. So it is me, Werner Herzog, to say... It's time for bullet points. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. Bullet points! And we're back with our very first bullet point. <laughs> Body uh, count! Hey, I think Patrick needs some medical attention first. Oh, alright, he just turned into the electricity gremlin from Gremlins 2. <laughs> yeah. Body it. count! Body counts. Uh, we determined droids don't count, right? Uh, Where did we land on clones? Okay, so, <laughs> are clones, so people? clones are people, droids kind... I think in this movie it's pretty obvious that the droids are fucking people. Yeah. Like, one of the droids has something taken out of its hand and goes, thank you. Like, they're oh, clearly... Yeah. Once you've mastered sarcasm, I think you count as a human being. Yeah. That's the Turing test. Yeah. Yes. Sarcasm so, has a soul. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to consider droids and people oh, body count. Our so, Wookiees people. Uh, They're definitely alive. That's so. true. Okay. Yeah. All right, John. Body count. Oh boy. Uh, so we've got three huge battle sequences. Mm-hmm. We've got the execution of Order sixty six. We've got the younglings. We've got the Jedi Temple. I'm gonna say probably like two thousand. Patrick. Body count. I'm gonna go with. Because, you know, they always get me on with the on-screen kills. So I'm going to go low. I'm going to go, like, 500. All right. So the confirmed body count of the movie is 148. Now, this does not take into account droids. uh, But it does take into account clones. But it also doesn't take into account fucking giant ships exploding. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's definitely somewhere between that five... Hundred and like ten thousand. Yeah, lots of people bite it in this movie. Indeed, uh, and it's very satisfying. Just in the control tower when it collapses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just when the Anakin pilots half the ship into the atmosphere and like raining shrapnel upon Coruscant. It's a raining shrapnel. <laughs> Hallelujah, it's rain and shrapnel. Guys, we gotta get this portal series. <laughs> I don't know how much longer our reality can take this. Guys, the Weather Girls and Paul Schaefer were here. That was crazy. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, that's really on. funny, Dave. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a funny joke. That's a funny joke, Dave. <laughs> God damn it, someone kill Paul Schaefer. <laughs> <laughs> I think life has already drained oh, him of his soul. That poor man. <laughs> um, moving on to our next bullet point. Best kill! Best kill! Patrick, best kill. Oh, I got called on first. I'm going Grievous! Oh! Oh, listen to the moans of despair because it's the (laughs) right answer, friends. It's a great fight and it ends in a big burning inferno of awesome. And it even has a little quippy line about how guns are uncivilized. Yeah? It's practically a little stick around right there. It's got everything you want. John, best kill. Uh, I'm going to go for Count Dooku. Uh, I think it's a real sweet lightsaber fight in the beginning of this movie. It opens really, really strong. 
Uh, and again, I just, I really love the uh, marathon of silent acting that Christopher Lee goes through in that sequence. <laughs> yeah. Because he's down on his knees, he's got no hands left, he's got, again, he's like scissor man, two lightsabers to his neck. Uh, his like only friend and confidant in the entire galaxy, Darth Sidious, is like, nah, go ahead and kill that idiot. <laughs> and he gets this look of surprise, shock, betrayal, relief, because he's like, this is a Jedi. Jedi's not going to kill me. And then, zoom. Yeah. <laughs> Head, drop, roll. Yeah. Oh, man. Mark, best kill. I'm going Anakin Skywalker, man. Uh, he leaps out of the air, like you said, Obi-Wan takes off both his legs and an arm in one fell swoop, and then he gets set on fire! <laughs> and he gets oh, burned alive. It is, it is kind of the perfect combination of the uh, Dooku Grievous death. It's right. everything yeah, yeah, you love yeah. from both of those deaths. There's dismemberment and fire. Yeah. Uh, I also like that you're taking, I guess, the Obi-Wan uh, point of view on what life means. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Where he ceased to be Anakin and became Darth Vader. Yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, it's so good, though. He he gets burned to a crisp and he's so angry about it uh, but his hate's keeping him alive I can relate um, <laughs> I've been Trump's set on fire America. Yeah, I've been yeah. set on fire a few times by uh, life uh, <laughs> thanks democracy yeah. uh, moving on to this our... is how democracy ends with a big orange douchebag in the house. <laughs> moving on to our next bullet point best weapon best Weapon. Mark, best weapon. Ah, that's right. I'm switching things up yeah. so no one can take a, my best weapon. Uh, and I am going to actually kind of cheat a little bit. And my best weapon is going to be General Grievous. Uh, as a like living robot thing, the fact that he can wield four lightsabers at a time is amazing. And at one point, he spins them around, and they start like melting the floor in front of him. It's super cool. Whipping them around. I love it. Uh, yeah, he dies, but he's pretty deadly. He's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know he's killed at least several, at least four Jedis before this because he has their lightsabers. Yeah. <laughs> so he's a pretty powerful guy. I gotta give him credit. He's my best weapon. Patrick, best weapon. I'm so shocked you didn't take his horse. <laughs> his because, robot cycle horse? Because yeah. it doesn't fire any shots, unfortunately. It just kind of runs and drives. Oh, uh, they don't actually use the cannon on that. Thing, right, exactly. And so, uh, believe me, all I wanted oh, to pick man. was the horse wheel. <laughs> <laughs> this means uh, Jimmy Smith's cherry red 57 is probably. He not doesn't run money. anybody over, so you can't uh, take it. <laughs> oof. <laughs> that is tough. Um, hmm. Best weapon. I'm going with Yoda's green lightsaber, actually. It is adorable. It's the best. <laughs> it is super cute because, like, the handle and the blade is just a little bit smaller than everybody else's. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's proportionate to his little body. It's cute. <laughs> and he does all the best moves with it. Yeah, he's doing some flips and doing a lot of grunting still. I don't like the grunting. <laughs> I mean, nobody likes the grunting. <laughs> that, my friends, is Roger what? Ebert didn't knock a star off his review because there wasn't enough grunting. <laughs> I don't like the Although grunting. Although your wife definitely knocked a star off this movie for not enough sweat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, they are on a lava planet. They They're should not, be sweating. They, they should be sweating. Yeah. Well, they would have lost like 30 pounds just from the heat. <laughs> it's like a whole sauna there. John, best weapon. Uh, my best weapon, it's kind of on the nose, but the entire goddamn Senate. 
Yeah, that's true. No, yeah. Uh, All the Senate pods. Not only does uh, Darth Sidious literally pick up the Senate pods and use them as a weapon, but he has used the system of government as a bludgeon to destroy all of the rights of the citizens Whoa. to take power for himself. Whoa. Shit. Cutting deep. I didn't so know like, we were using have we could use metaphorical yeah, right? <laughs> well the the only reason I can is because he also used it to throw at Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of works both ways on that oh, one. But it like, is really cool though. First he uses the Senate to create the Empire, then he uses the Senate to kill a little green frog monster. <laughs> Well, not really kill. Lots of layers in this. It came out during the Bush years is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And that takes us to our final bullet point. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? John, is this an action movie? Uh, let me just break free of both of my wrist constraints. Yes. Fuck you. I know, right? <laughs> it's literally the worst scene in the movie. <laughs> and I'm keeping it alive. Like, I'll give you your stupid headcanon, but that's just a bad scene. <laughs> it's just a poor choice. It was worse because you actually acted it out. Yeah. No, that was also bad. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, if Star Wars acting has taught me anything, it's you gotta do it 100% all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you learned from Hayden Christensen? Uh, you learn, yeah, you learn by bad example. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Positive and negative reinforcement are both very, <laughs> yeah. very uh, helpful. Patrick, uh, is this an action movie? Yes. Yes, this movie is. This movie has way more action to outweigh the relatively minuscule stupid plot with Anakin and Padme. Yeah. Like, in two, they talk way too goddamn much. <laughs> and in this one, it's kept to a reasonable minimum. That's true. Uh, Mark, is this an action movie? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Uh, just... If all you had was like the opening space battle and lightsaber fight and the end lightsaber fight, that is plenty. But you also have uh, fucking Obi-Wan and General Grievous having a fist fight. Uh, you have like, wars on three planets. Yeah, you've got like Wookiees just like Tarzaning through uh, <laughs> over water but holding on to vines yeah, somehow. Yeah, and yeah. Tarzan yelling and then just like throwing grenades onto ships. Like, this is definitely an action movie. It's really dope. Yeah. Uh, definitely my favorite of the prequels uh, big time action movie big fan thumbs up alright and that's it ladies and gentlemen final review time Patrick what's your final review of Star Wars episode 3 Revenge of the Sith unlimited power man we've gotta shut that portal that shit's getting out of hand guys Bon Scott was here, and he's dead. <laughs> this portal runs deep. <laughs> John, final review. Who I gotta give this five out of five Darth Vaders. But there's only one. There can be only one. <laughs> Guys, Clancy Brown just showed up. What's happening? Oh, <laughs> uh, Mark, final review of Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say fourth best Star Wars movie. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, fourth best Star Wars movie. Fourth. Like, it's right there in the middle of the pack. It's not the best, it's not the worst. It's nestled right there in the middle, like that cream in the middle of an Oreo. I have to leave now and go buy Oreos for reasons. (laughs) It's just, what I like by that logic is you're discarding episodes one and two, four, five, and six, and just eating episode three first. Yeah. 
Oh, I don't... Because that's what I do to Oreos. No, I throw no. that cookie bullshit out the window. <laughs> no, no, no. I, here's what I do. I, I, take, I open it up. I twist off the bottom cookie. That goes in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> then I... That's, that's your Ewok battle for Endor. That's yes. your Star Wars Christmas special. That's yeah. your caravan of courage. Yeah, that's your droids cartoon. That's all that shit. Uh, then I, I, I eat the cream out of the middle. That's your... That's your like uh, Star Wars Episode Three, your Episode Seven, uh, and the parts of Return of the Jedi, and then at the end I save the top cookie. That's the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> cookie, remember when I said I'd eat you last? Uh, yeah. I was telling the truth because four, five, and six are the best. <laughs> Guys, Arnold Schwarzenegger is here. I'm yeah. so excited. He's doing lines from Commando, but changing them to fit the situation. <laughs> So, for another installment of Body Counts and Beer, probably the last one, as we're all going to be sucked into the celebrity portal forever, I am Mark Rosendahl. I am Patrick Bromley. And with that, we have closed the portal, and I am John Rooney. I miss wearing a hurts, Harold. Don't worry, He'll guys, always I live in our hearts. Warner! Warner, you're back! I stowed away underneath the chair. Oh. He holds the microphone on. You. Oh, well, well, you. I still managed to be here as well. Anthony Daniels has playing C-3PO. <laughs> Human cyborg relations. Kill me now. <laughs> Good night. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Brownlee, John Rooney, and Mark Rosenbaum. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google, really anywhere fine podcasts are purveyed. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com. And if you got time, please leave us a rating or review. We'd love to know what you think of the show, and we would also like to have the joy-joy feel-good feelings in our heart when you tell us how great we are, and really so we can lord it over all of our friends. Goodbye.